Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. Happy dog days of summer. I said that kind of hesitantly because, you know, we have to get five seconds for ambient noise and you were just yeah. banging everything about for those first uh, five seconds. I'd like to point out it was actually Charlie. I think it was you. No, it was your not, cat. Not your cat, cat was hitting the bottom of the mic stand. I think you were just slapping everything around. Hither. No. Hither and yawn. Yeah, whatever. To and fro. You can take out the sunglasses now. But I wear them at night. <laughs> so I so I can. <sighs> Are you going to take these back from me now? <laughs> no. Okay. You can have the sunglasses that mysteriously were underneath my seat. I like them. I feel mysterious now. I feel like there's an aura of cool about me for the first time ever. Because someone who was doing service on my car dropped their sunglasses. Oh, their, so these weren't like a sun- pair of sunglasses you purchased? No. They're, oh, okay. No. I literally just said they came from a guy who's... That's the only explanation. Oh, okay. That would make sense is the people... Well, who, thank you, random who, guy. Who did my oil change entire rotation dropped their sunglasses no but the word is on the street that i look good in these sunglasses i said that and your wife did too <laughs> okay great and okay. so far that's a sample size of two and it's pulling at 100 <laughs> percent. all right uh what are we going on this week we got uh the news not much because you know comic-con is coming up yeah and that's where the main news is at. And no, I'm not dealing with rumors. I don't know if Henry Cavill's coming back. We'll have to see next week. Okay, we'll see you next week. That was a rumor. I do not count that as news. Rumors are not news. Rumor has it. Quit your yawning. <sighs> Sorry, the sun. Quit your jabber jaw. Beat me down today. Oh, what else we got? So we got the news. We got uh, Screaming Streaming. We're going to be talking to Miss Marvel a little bit. We got weird comics facts about the Ninja Turtles, because we're going to be talking about the new epic the kind of conclusion running epic in a dark knight style uh, ninja turtles the last last ronin and we have your questions if you want to jump around time codes are down below down oh they are yes if you open up that sucker we got them down there yes 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 and then next week i don't know stuff is coming up yes that is correct well <laughs> well i'll i'll do a brief one next week as i'm gonna see nope on friday but you shall not show so it won't be a big segment no i'm not gonna be seeing nope on friday i will be nope i'm very excited about it i'm gonna be seeing nope at the black phone at a drive-in double feature oh really i can't wait for my wife to hate every second of both of those movies oh you watch and black was black phone the other movie yeah oh i've read that the short story i don't was it called black phone i don't remember but i've read it okay it was a joe hill thing it's about a fat clown, but in this one, it's Ethan Hawke, and he is—he's a svelte man. Okay, good to be svelte. Yeah, good to be Ethan Hawke, I guess. I, uh, yeah, it certainly is not not good to be Ethan Hawke. We'll get a little bit into that next week. I'm very excited about that double feature, though. That's why well, you should be excited about it. The only way I could get her to like possibly see either one of those movies was going to a drive-in. So I'm going to just have myself a grand old time, and she's going to, you know, have a crappy like three and a half hours what is the weather on friday night for the drive-in i wonder i I mean does it matter you're in a drive-in are you depending on the weather would you back your car up and open up the tailgate oh no i bring chairs oh okay there's chairs there's a little table there's probably going to be a pizza they say don't bring booze but guess what i'm doing it friday 90 during the day and 66 in the evening well it's saturday that i'm doing it oh 90 during the day 69 in the evening nice for a temperature yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like, I think if you're just not an asshole about alcohol, no one gives a shit. Exactly. So, so I said today know, was going to be the hottest day of the summer. I'm wrong. Wait till, wait till the sun in. goes down. You, you, oh no, we do it right. You know, you get your chairs out, nice reclining chairs. The dog is there. There's a little table. There's a pizza. There's some booze. Do you oh. red? Do you red solo cup it? No. Okay. You just. I figured just, I would ask. Just don't be a louse. Nobody likes being a louse. Yeah. So you just don't do that. But all right, let's go from there straight into the nudes. Before we get started. Does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Light news week. For the second week in a row. Well, because San Diego is right around I the corner. Know. That's where I everything know. is happening. It's all happening. So before I forget about it. <coughs> Speaking of it's all happening, I did a rewatch of Almost Famous the other day. I haven't seen that in a while. Still such a great movie. Unbelievable movie. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. From all memory of it. I probably haven't seen it in like 15 years. Yeah. But I did enjoy it quite a bit. Jason Lee is awesome in that movie. Oh, what's the uh, the actress's name? Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. I saw her in New Orleans. Yeah. And someone just went, 
oh, that's maybe I've told the story. I don't know if I have or not. They went, oh, that's Kate Hudson over there. And I went, huh, that's neat. And someone like came out of nowhere. It was like, don't talk to her. Don't notice her. Don't look at her. Like if you acknowledge her, she will leave. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Is that why when we met Seth Westcott, you were just like not acknowledging because you had PTSD from this experience? Oh, no, I didn't care. Okay. And and I told you. You you told me, him, and everybody else in his own bar. (laughs) That I didn't give a shit. Yeah, you really did. Yeah, but that that was just such a weird experience. They just came like, I just went, oh, that's neat. And I have no idea who this person from their entourage was that like came screaming over to me. I'm like, what just happened? I didn't acknowledge it. Like, it was just like, huh, neat. Well, then. We're both in this bar. Mm -hmm. Weird times. Weird interact. I literally didn't do anything or even be like, oh, my God, is that Kate Hudson? (laughs) Exactly. I was literally just like, huh, neat. Well, then. Whatever. All right, news of the week. Uh, before I forget, because this just came out uh, a okay. couple hours ago. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, the new prequel series, the one that wasn't canceled. House of the Dragon had um, yet another teaser. It was a longer teaser. Yeah, I, it's a full trailer at yeah. this point. I know it's the Targaryens, and they're supposed to be like these blonde, like ethereal beauties. Yes. Blonde wings don't work on everyone. No, no, they don't. Matt Smith, the doctor. Yeah, it didn't look. Settling. He, lo- he looks funky. It's it's like it's he's too pale to have a blonde wig. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> his pale, his paleness just oh, they're very contrasting uh, tones and flavors. Yes, I mean she, we're gonna say this probably a second time. Show looks expensive. Looks very expensive. Like, can a woman sit on the Iron Throne? And then Game of Thrones is like, yeah, you know, she did that for 30 seconds and went crazy. And yeah, no, I get it. But it's just like, can a woman? Of course a she can. What? We have dragons. <laughs> we may have more money um, because we have a bunch more dragons. There's a point in that last season where they like they kill two of the dragons. I'm like, this seems like a cost cutting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we had three. Now we have one. One is cheaper. Yeah, one dragon, much cheaper. Much safer, I think, to only have one dragon. I don't know. We'll see. I I don't have a reason to not kind of back where this is going. It, it still looks very in tone with Game of Thrones and whatnot, but the last season was so bad, and, you know, how often do prequels work? Hopefully it works. Yeah. I sure hope it I does. I, I got no reason to root against it. I'm definitely going to check it out at the beginning, and we're definitely going to do it for the show, because, you know, TV numbers are always good numbers. Any number is a good number. More than movies. People definitely tune more into the show for mm. TV than they do movies. I think there's more of a niche to TV shows than I- there is to movies, like... I don't know why that... Our numbers definitely reflect better on TV, so we're definitely doing it. All right. Can't (laughs) wait. Because for that peek behind a curtain. Mm. I don't don't know. It looks... I think the problem with prequels can be any main characters from the series that it's prequeling, you know there's zero stakes for them at all. Well, this is like 200 years before. Okay, so so there you go. You're not going to see any of those future characters because they're not born yet. No, I mean, that's one of the criticisms of of Obi-Wan was... He's going to live. Leia's going to live. Luke's going to live. Darth Vader's going to live. Owen and Baru, they're going to live until the beginning of New Hope. <laughs> but they're going to be strapped before that. Yeah, exactly. So, like, there's, like, no consequence to anything that's going to happen there. And there's nobody else we really care about. But we'll see. Uh, let's just keep it in that same vein. And I'm going to say the same thing. Boy, that looks expensive. Lord of the Rings uh, dropped a real trailer. And you didn't have to sign into Amazon to see this one. Yeah! Yeah, so that was nice. That also looks very, very expensive. Well, it looks expensive. But here's the thing. like It, it looks expensive, but it lo- also looks like a TV show. Like We have all these actors that just kind of look like TV actors, and like we have Galadriel. I'm like, yeah, you have Galadriel, but like you know, maybe I'm making a snap judgment based on a trailer, but I'm like, you're no Kate Blanchett. Well, what's the first thing I said when the trailer came on and we saw her eyes? She's got Betty Davis eyes? No, I said discount Kate Blanchett. Oh. I don't really know what that lyric means either. I don't know either. I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> what are Betty Davis eyes? Okay. I understand. Right, I understand. Now you've asked twice. No, I don't want you to. You asked know. twice. Damn it. I swiped at his phone and he dodged. Aha. He's, he's getting smarter with time. I'm becoming in tune. <laughs> oh. Probably just means nice eyes. Nice big eyes. Now I can just hear you're getting texts and you're just reading those. No, I'm not. See, what are Betty Davis eyes? Those Betty Davis eyes could have been indicative of a medical condition known as Graves' disease, which is a serious thyroid and immunological disorder. 
I would like to rework the song into Marty Feldman eyes. Okay. You know. I'm well, I mean, about? also Betty Davis had very like enrapturing eyes, I suppose. You know who I'm talking about though? The guy from Young Frankenstein. Like, oh yes, I go, like can pop him out. Do that Whoopi Goldberg thing. They could all pop their eyes out. Now you're reading your texts. Yes. Ah! Got on the phone that time. I mean, clearly I'm gonna watch the show. Like, I like that. I already know going into it that it's gonna be a finite number. Ha. Got it. I hate it, but yeah. Yeah, I'm becoming I, I, better. I like that we know it's going to be 50 episodes. It's Lord of the Rings. I'm going to watch it. It looks super pricey and expensive, but it also still, with these trailers, has a tinge of television to it versus more of a cinematic feel, or at least that was my takeaway. Yeah, it did have kind of like it was going to be an episodic piece. I think maybe we're going to be jumping around between the different races in Middle Earth throughout this. It was also so sad. They're like the elves in the forest and the dwarves of their mind and men. I don't know. I guess they're thrushing weed or some shit. <laughs> it just seemed very pathetic. Got to make their beer. Yeah, that's it. Uh, those drunken louts. I don't know. What a weirdly challenging show to do. It's like because you have to balance like you want to do something new, but you can't stray necessarily too far from the movies. But you need to identify yourself as something different. Feels like a very weird tightrope to walk. Yeah. Again, you're diving probably into the deeper end of the mythos. And again, I think it's just to set things up further down the line. Like again, where are the consequences? What are going to the what are the consequences going to be for certain characters? Like you know, certain characters that we're going to encounter, there are no stakes for them. But if you're going to like help de- dive deeper into the mythos of that world and develop some things and show some things that we never thought we'd ever see, then yeah, I'm all for it. I don't know. Looks pricey though. Oh, God, it looks super expensive. Put your phone down. Hold on one second. I'm paying attention. No, no, I'll wait for you. Okay. You could build anticipation in between texts if you didn't respond immediately. That's a good point. All right, I'm back. Like a needy child. You're a needy child. In what way? Um, You needy some beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You... <laughs> Doesn't work on any level. All right, what else happened? Uh, Thor, second weekend, uh, dropped 68% from its opening. Oof. Did you hear what the length of the original cut was? I guess not. Over four hours. That's not uncommon, though. That's very yeah. regular for until you start chipping away. That That's not a surprise. And even 68% isn't... It's a little surprising, but overly... Usually what you look at between a week one and a week two is a 50% drop. Yeah. But 68 is a little high. I, I don't know. I think it's probably due to um, bad word of mouth. Or middle and word of mouth. Well, I mean, you're the asshole who sat here and said, wait for it to come out on streaming. I don't hate it. I just didn't love it. Yeah. And also, like as we'll be talking about with Miss Marvel, I think I'm feeling a bit of fatigue. That is true. I will admit to that. Because <laughs> there's literally no downtime. You're just like, oh, is the next one here? All right. Yeah. Here we go. It It is starting to uh, resemble an assembly line kind of feel. Not necessarily between like quality of movie to movie, but just the literal constant output i think there are some good people getting in there like taika is a good example or even sam ram is a good example of like you know solid auteurs but yeah when you're still dealing with between tv and film like i don't know something like 30 weeks out of the year maybe more that was just a random number i threw out feels like it then it, there is a loss of um anticipation and uniqueness but maybe we'll get into that with miss marvel because there aren't that many new stories uh there was a Article from Rolling Stone this week talking about the Snyder movies. <laughs> I got his phone again. You did. All right. As you were saying. <laughs> oh, you um, you just jump right back into your phone. Well, no, because you're talking about something. I'm fine. I'm oh, fine. Okay. Yeah, turn away. You know, you're only prolonging this for yourself now. That's fine. I'm quick. I bet you are. I also bet you're about this generous. What? Hmm. What do you mean, this generous? Oh, you know, just taking time for yourself. Oh. Yeah. I cut none of this. I leave it all in. How's that novel you're writing going? It's excellent, actually. Okay. All right, face down. No, no, no face down. It's there. Not next to you. No, it's good. Let's go. It's behind my butt. You can't get Dear it. Dear Lord. Sorry. I'm focused now. I'm here. Okay. Rolling Stone put out a hurl this week about the Snyder Cut. Oh, really? Uh, one of their claims was that many of the release the Snyder Cut hashtags were by bot accounts. Ah. To which I say, you know, that's probably. But then when you dig into the article, and I don't know, Rolling Stone probably relatively reputable. They're also talking about how um, 
uh, Snyder had conflict with some of the producers in the release of his cut, like of Jeff Johns and John Berg. He was saying, like, take their names off of it, take their names off of it, take their names off of it. It wasn't happening. He was saying, take their names off of it because they weren't really supporting the vision of my movie. There's also talk about how he was given money for just finishing effects, but then like he was secretly, and we know he did this, like was shooting stuff in his driveway to add into the movie. And they're like, that was not part of the arrangement. But then he was like refusing, like he's like, if you um, don't let me add these scenes, I'm going to delete footage, which he denied. He's like, how could I delete footage? But then there was other stuff in the article about like how he literally just like took it to his house and brought it there, which was weird. And then there's other stuff talking about like, oh, there were like billboards being released like in Times Square and planes being flown over. Uh, New York Comic Con, or not New York Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, which are all real, but like people are being like, who is financing this? They're like, there wasn't a GoFundMe. These things just happened. And rumors of him hiring marketing firms to help promote his movie. I think they're a reputable enough source to say that these things might be true. They didn't have a, they didn't overly source it. So I don't know. It's kind of in that nebulous area, but it's just kind of one of those like, huh. I feel like with stories like that, where there's just so much, it feels so outlandish that there probably is a large element of truth to it, that maybe he's like, I want to release my cut of the movie, so I'm going to come up with various guerrilla tactics in order to just push the push the leverage to make it happen. But the thing that was popping up like on Twitter was like, oh, it was like there were a bunch of bot accounts. But then like when you read the article, I'm like, the bot accounts are like the smallest thing in here. If, yeah. If there is truth to this, which, y- you know. I'm going to say there's a high degree of... There's going to be a, a a moderate degree of truth to this, I would believe. I would I would agree with moderate, but I also they they threw enough stuff out there that was like unconfirmed, where I'm like I I don't know how far I can roll with this. I given like the kind of stature of the magazine, I would assume that if they're putting it out there, there's probably a negligible degree of like uncertainty. I would say if they're confident enough to print something like that, that they have really good sourcing. Yeah. So, I don't know, but it, it was a very interesting article. Like the bot thing does not surprise me, but the idea of like Snyder hiring a marketing firm, I'm, I'm like, that's that's weird. <laughs> well, I mean, they could have hired a marketing. He could have hired a marketing firm, and they were part partially behind the bot marketing. But I mean, he also it also ended up happening. Like this insane four hour cut of a movie, which is now apparently out on digital. And there's this one article that was floating around. They're like, Oh, this is a messy movie. And like, people were screaming about it. Like all those fans like, Oh yeah. Well, guess what? I just bought it and I bought the physical edition and I have Ah. HBO max. I'm like, so this is literally costing Warner brothers, nothing. And like, you're just mindlessly having like three different versions of it through different media. Okay. Like, I I don't know what point you're trying to prove here is like, I kind of, I lost the thread. I don't know if there's a point to be proven here. We got it three different ways. Yeah. Okay. Gimme, gimme, gimme. I don't want to spend money on one thing. I don't want to do it like more than once, but that's just me. No. Well, there's a reason for it, but yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's still weird. The Snyder cut is still a weird thing. Uh, last bit of news, Dan Slott. Guy who wrote, um, I think he put out a tweet this week. He's like, I used to have written like 25% of Spider-Man comics, and I've written like 20. Mm -hmm. Still, a guy who's done like a ton of shit in comics, been doing it for like 30 plus years, made a very big brouhaha. He's like, I'm taking over Fantastic Four, like in a good way. He's like, I love this shit. That will be ending at uh, issue 46. I haven't read all of his run as I am uh, now a trade waiter. Not even a trade waiter because that stuff got reproduced with like a higher quality like hardcover. I'm a high quality hardcover waiter. Oh, okay. It uh, doesn't roll off the tongue quite as well. No, it doesn't. It's not. It does not flow. No, but there's no there's no smoothness to it. But I enjoy it's very his abrasive. Forty six. Um, considering like he did like over a decade of Spider Man as going back to Spider Man. 46 seems a little, but whatever. Like, if that's the story you wanted to tell, that cool. Roll with it. I'm there. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> You're like, yes, I've read none of his stuff, but... You know what? I'm going to follow your good judgment on this one, Zach. I, I generally like his stuff. I, I believe in you. All right, so we're going to move on from there. That's the end of the news. Yes. To screaming at streaming. So you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? Nope. We're screaming at streaming. So let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. All right. uh, Miss Marvel, because we missed it last week. Episode (sighs) six. What was that noise? I was just... 
I really like the show. The ending was just kind of. Eh. I here's the. Th- I don't think I like the show, but I like everyone in it, which yes. is weird. That's a weird like delineation I, to make. Like I like Miss Marvel. I like Bruno. I like her family. I love the characters in this show. I think that they were kind of. I like the little misused the, the TikTok girl. I like the. I like her parent. The like her parents. Throb. Her brother. Her her sister-in-law i yeah i like every character of this and i like every actor in this but uh as we have now concluded the show i uh think the sh- i i even like the aspect of the show it's like hey we're gonna teach you a part about like uh national history that you you know stupid american are relatively unaware of so there's even stuff that i like about that but at the end of the day and i, I even said this about like spider-man and i've said this before like i i'm at a if you like it great if if you want, if you're in high school and you're like, oh my God, this reflects my life. Or if you're like, oh my God, I remember high school so much and I want to like relive the past. That's great. I don't care about high school stories anymore. I just, I don't. I, I want to ask you a question. And this is something that just kind of fluttered into my mind. Because we were talking earlier about almost like the oversaturation of Marvel right now. Like a little bit of Marvel fatigue. Would you agree or disagree with the following statement? As I crafted, it might not come up crafted as well as I would like. But is it starting to feel like now when you've got these miniseries on TV, on streaming, you've got the movies, but nothing seems to be... I know nothing in the Marvel Studios universe happens by accident, but is it starting to become more like comic books in the fact that like, okay, I might not want to watch this, but this still exists for somebody who might like it. And we're kind of fatiguing ourselves because we're watching everything. I think the stuff that... Um, I'm gonna a very small sample size of kind of I like being surprised at this point. Like Thor Ragnarok was a surprise. Mm-hmm. Like Mad Max was a surprise. Thor Ragnarok was good. Everything everywhere all at once was a surprise. Um as I'm gonna see nope this weekend. Get out was a surprise. Like searching, um, that John Cho movie from a couple of years back, that was a surprise. Like I'm mm-hmm. at the point where like I I like I don't it's a very it's a it's a very basic and dumb statement to say, I guess. But I guess I like the stuff that just like feels fresh and like I wasn't expecting. I'm like, okay, I'm going into this, and then I watch it. And I'm like, holy shit! Yeah. Which, it, to be fair, it, like I just listed what five movies. Like those, you did, yeah. those are a small handful of things when we're in a world right now of like an insane amount of content. Or like even like I'm I'm so deeply invested in like Better Call Saul, which is wrapping up in a couple of weeks. But like stuff that is just. I don't know. I think it's becoming harder and harder given the saturation of the market, which we've like never experienced in our life before of like how much stuff is out there. I mean, when I was a kid, we had five channels, six if the weather was good. Yes. Or somebody was holding the antenna (laughs) in the right way. But now it's like I have access to like everything and also there's more shows out there than i can possibly even watch like there's stuff out there like yeah i'd I'd like to check out the boys i'd like to check out westworld but like am i ever going to i truly don't know because there's just literally so much stuff there's only so many hours in the day and there's also like stuff i want to go back to there's stuff i want to revisit i don't know so not that miss marvel miss marvel isn't a bad show it's it's just not a solid home run yeah which at this point is kind of it's kind of what I'm looking for. Because it wasn't anything that like. There's so much. I just I want it to wow me to like, which is an unfair standard. But there's literally just so much that I just want it to be like well, everything. I want everything to be a step above if I'm going to invest my time in it because I don't have time for everything. Is there also a part of it where the bar has been set so high because we know what they're capable of? There's a part of that too, and I I mean that's some of what like Thor Ragnarok suffered. Not Ragnarok. Um, Love and Thunder. Because Ragnarok was like such a surprise, and they gave us all that stuff. And then they're like, "Well, if you know you liked this once, let's just kind of like remix it a little bit." And it's like, "Well, I what was great about Ragnarok is that it was a surprise. Yeah, it was fresh. It was new. And I mean, that's an incredibly high standard to ask. But yeah, I mean, I don't really care about high school stuff, and I like all of the characters and the like end scene of I don't even remember the guy's name. Uh, the pretty one, the the pretty boy." When he's like flipping out and Kamala's saving him, like it it felt so low stakes and I didn't care. Well, the other thing is like the main antagonist, there were two damage control and which is nothing. Yeah. And then Heartthrob's mom and she dies. She kills herself in the penultimate episode. So it's like, 
Well, then what's the conflict? There's no more conflict. Softballs. We're just going to get a pitching machine in there. Yeah. Like, we're going to home alone the school. I did like the brother sneaking in. And the where did you come from? I was like, what? I went here, too. I know how to get in. Yes. (laughs) That was... was, Yes. He was a great character. They... I mean, that's the thing. They all are. They're all solid. It's just... It's like they, they were... They're all really good individual strands of a rope, and the rope wasn't wove properly. It's not as strong as it could be. The individual strands hang up on their own very well, but the rope was not woven together and while i know this was primarily shot in georgia um i mentioned this before but i ended up cutting it because something didn't flow right uh, i know exactly like where they're shooting her in jersey city like looking on uh to new york i know exactly where that is yeah and so that's kind of like there's fun stuff in there for me to see but i don't know and i'm also not overly excited by the marvels because captain marvel was an okay movie and i definitely have issues with her being like overpowered and i also don't like the alteration to miss marvel's powers like in it's not necessarily that it's like it's oh it's not the inhuman thing i just think the purple shiny shit looks really cheap all right that's fair i i also i'm not i don't really care about like the switch of her like being an inhuman to a mutant like adding in the the old uh animated theme or the new theme it's probably from the new theme because that's what they had in yes. dr strange um but i'm like okay great yeah i got it and whatever i don't really have any like great love for the inhumans i'm like oh no they're not gonna get a good representation of crystal shucks mm. yeah i don't know even though i think even though the show i feel like it was designed to be kind of relatively low stakes i think the stakes were lower in my brain than the show wanted them to be yeah there was minimal stakes minimal i don't know and this could just be a literal feeling of uh fatigue i saw some i wish i could credit it on twitter i can't i'll I'll do relatively the equivalent quote of um someone saying like everything in marvel phase four feels like after endgame when you defeated the final boss then you just have like side quests in a video game to finish up yeah i would agree with that that's not a terrible assessment of where we're at although i have I've enjoyed all this stuff, and I know that, the, like, you need to, with the number of characters that have been released, that you need to, you know, release material for, like, all those worlds, but I don't know. I, I'm clearly, I'm still going to be there, like, every day of the week, like, for fuck's sake, like, if you could see my house, like, I'm I'm oh, there. Yeah. I'm there every week. You're invested. Yeah, but I, I wish I had a little more time to get excited. Sometimes a little break creates more excitement. But there is none. It's I mean, relentless. Well, there's also even that, like, the the lie that Disney has about, like, oh, Star Wars, we're going to stop doing movies for a couple of years to, like, help, you know, with that fatigue. But then they all they're doing is just releasing a shit ton of TV series. I'm like, that's not really taking a break. No, it's not. In fact, it's increasing the workload. <laughs> like, yeah, there's, there's more than there was. There's more than there's ever been. I would agree. I don't know. Is there a bubble on this? I really don't know. I don't know if there's necessarily a bubble on it because I think there's enough variety and interest right think about people who love marvel comics but maybe weren't big avengers people and now maybe they get a transition to x-men there's something so fun oh sorry i didn't mean to cut you off yeah so we kind of hit one area of the marvel universe and we're transitioning over to another and we're the but the mainstay i think like the overall stalwart though for marvel has been spider-man the thing uh that i think is very funny is Marvel Cinematic Universe opens up with the Iron Man where they have they have a MySpace joke, a joke that was dated basically immediately. And this yeah. last episode of Miss Marvel is like TikTok is a major plot point. Yep, I know. Like, boy, is that going to date this era? It really so is. Hard. Yes. Oof. I don't. I liked it. Um. Oh yeah, there was a cameo. Of course, there was a cameo. Can she shape change? Did they switch places? I don't know. I think she just shaped the negative zone. No, I think that's one of her powers is that she can shape change. So I think that's all that was. That's not good. All right. So we're going to move on from there to weird comics facts. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm going to make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. Spooky weird. Oh, no. It's um, make too many of these about sex. (laughs) But that's where we are. Okay, go ahead. It's a hey, we're doing a Ninja Turtles book this week. Are you so. talking about the time that the turtle, the the lady turtle, had boobs? No. Okay. Way worse. Oh, what? Oh. Uh. So within Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles started at Mirage Comics. You may have heard of it. Get up closer to the microphone. I don't have anything to say. Well, you're telling your friggin' little comic book fact. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're like two feet away from it. Now you're back. I'm lounging while you're telling the comic book fact. Acknowledge me. I am acknowledging you. I'm making <laughs> eye contact while listening. <laughs> Read your stupid fact. But uh, within Mirage Comics, you know, there's some rarities. Like number one, the rough, it's not exactly 3,000, but like for uh, first printing of number one, there's 3,000 copies. For some of the later ones in volume four, there's like 1,000 copies. And then there's a couple that are hyper rare that have like 50 copies a piece. One of them being Gobbledygook, volume one, number one, hyper rare, like 50 copies. Oh, wow. But then there's another one that also has like 50 copies that doesn't have an official title, never had an official release, but was printed within the Mirage offices. Okay. Uh, writer Bill Fitz was leaving. Goodbye, Bill. Well, he's one of those guys. He must have been like a work for hire guy because he wasn't like one of the main guys. But on his way out of the company, he thought he would produce just something for in-house. Printed 50 copies of it, which is purely a uh, Ninja Turtles porn comic written by Bill Fitz. Uh, He credits himself as the writer of Mike Hunt. Art by uh, Dan Serences. Maybe I'm pronouncing that wrong. Mm -hmm. But his pseudonym was Harry Ball. Lettered by a friend of the show, Steve Levine. Oh, okay, Steve. And his pseudonym was hey would you blow me ah the old crafty <laughs> bastard hey would you me mr Jablomi. uh but it literally the issue starts out with like to bend over and ip freely not want a part of this con this comic they're literally it starts out with all of them just like watching porn together and then they kind of like separate themselves and there's um Every kind of sex you could imagine, including like Splinter and April. And then I think a turtle joins into that too. And Shredder's watching some of it and the brothers are getting it on. And it is as graphic as you could possibly imagine. I'm upset. <laughs> it is very I'm upset. <laughs> I want to um, cry. Now, this didn't actually was barely rumored at until about 2009 when one of uh, was the... there was there a fifth turtle in this one? No. Bofides. <laughs> This was only like mildly ruined about until 2009 when one of the writers auctioned his copy off on eBay. Oh, God. And uh, Steve Murphy sold his copy off, and then it was uh, scanned and put on the internet, and it's um, <laughs> horrific. And also kind of like forgotten. Like, I was talking, I brought it up to Steve once, and he's like, What are you talking about? I'm like, What am I talking about? You worked on the damn book. He's he, like, Did I? <laughs> he's probably like, I was erasing that from my memory maybe but um it's however graphic you think it might be it's probably more it's very upsetting (laughs) it is extremely (laughs) upsetting did amanda hug and kiss not want to work on this book either so so now you're just doing simpsons names well those are just they weren't just created by the simpsons i might add i want amanda hug and kiss (laughs) uh but uh i think that's my weirdest mr Azcrack, harry Azcrack, was he not Oh no, Harry Ball was already. Uh, Harry B- oh, well, you can have more than one Harry on a on a on a thing. But yeah, so uh, fifty a comic, fifty of those exist in this world. I have you have one. No, I was gonna say I practically have like a file folder of like all the Mirage stuff. You like you want it? I got it. I'll, I can just pull it out. I do not have that one. I do not see me um, trying to acquire that it. One. Yeah, I mean, if I could, I mean, it's so rare. I probably would acquire it. But have you read it? Have you? Oh, I've yes, I've seen the scans. I've I've read it. Oh, is there really a plot to it? Doing it. Okay, that's not really a plot, but we'll go with it. <laughs> yeah, so that's a that's a thing. And if you want, you know, the internet will tell you that it exists. And if you look look it up, uh, you'll be sad that you did. Oh, well, I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> I've I've talked to Emily about this before. I'm like, I considered like just like springing it on you. Like, you need to read this like in real time. And she's like, don't do that to him. <laughs> But that's that's my weird comics fact for Ninja Turtles. <sighs> All right. Well, from that. So from going bareback to fullback, it's time for Jared Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk. But there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. I don't want to give you credit because that was really good. But at the same time, the <laughs> genesis of it. Uh, NFL training camp's getting ready to start soon. I'm really dour now about doing sports reports after hearing the Turtles and everyone them having their giant turtle orgy. Red Sox slid into the All-Star break. It's going on right now. They lost two in a row. They have. And they are now back to being outside uh, on the outside looking in. 
uh, both in the division where they're 16 and a half games back of the Yankees. Only a game Wait, and a half. how far behind? 16 and a half. That's a... They're one and a half games up on Baltimore at the bottom of the American League East. And in the wild card, they're two games back of the wild card spot. So some work to be done here in the second part of the season for the Boston Red Sox. Apparently. Yeah, I would say so. At one point, they were one of the hottest teams in baseball. Not so much. They're just kind of sliding in. One of my Also, one of my favorite facts, there are only two days of the year in which there are no sporting competition from any of the major sports. And it's the day before and the day at the day after the All-Star break. So yesterday, last night, All-Star game. Today, nothing. They're, they're, like, it's the slowest sports day of the year. Oh, there you go. So therefore, it's a slow Jared sports reports. Well, let me tell you about basketball. Okay. Nothing really. All right. See, they told you it was slow. <laughs> it's like the Comic-Con of sports days. There, it's just a waiting. Like the pre-Comic-Con. Like, like, is Russell Westbrook going to get traded? Because that seems likely. What's happening with Kyrie? What's happening with KD? Those are kind of like the big questions. And it has been like the big question for the last two to three weeks. And the answer is, so know. far, nothing. Yeah. Rumors. Rumor has it. Yeah, that's it. Um, Yeah, that, that there's literally nothing. All right. There we go. That's it. That's the whole segment. You're just giving up. Yeah, there's nothing to talk about. All right, he gave up. All right, so from there, we're I gonna mean, move. There's nothing. You tell me. I mean, there's no sports to talk about. We're gonna move on from there to this week's. Do topic. You want me to look up some polo scores for you? No, but some I do want to know about rugby. Ah, I wonder. I do wonder how the New Zealand All Blacks are doing. Is it even rugby season? You know, <laughs> yeah, that shows how much you care. Yeah. All right, moving on from there to the topic of the week. Hey, going back to the '90s or the late '80s, there was a plan. Well, I guess I'll talk about it when we get into the segment. It's time for Jared's Reading Corner. It's Jared's Reading Corner. Hi, kids. Anywho, back at the end of issue 100, I believe, of the IDW series. I think that's 100 that they did it. Uh, there was an announcement that Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird would be working together yet again on a Ninja Turtles book. And everyone went, what? That seems unlikely. And it kind of is. Yes. What this is is we're dealing with Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin, a futuristic story a la The Dark Knight Returns. What this was, was based off of a treatment, and although the graphic novel doesn't have it, you can find it in some of the printings of the first issue. I don't know. I, I definitely overspent on this series. They're like, here's a thing, like, behind the scenes of the art for $8. I'm like, give it to me. They're like, here's a director's cut. I'm like, give it to me. They're like, here's the regular edition. I'm like, give it to me. I spent way too much fucking money on this series. That's kind of Clearly, what I'm getting to. Yes. But they, uh, there was a printout in one of those many things that I bought of a treatment written by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird talking about what the end of the series would look like. I need to get my phone because that's where all my notes are. Okay. I'm surprised you didn't have handwritten notes this time. Well, because I was taking them before I gave the book to you. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, but So there's written notes about what the end of the series would potentially look like with uh, Eastman and Laird doing it. Eastman uh, eventually decided to like bring this to IDW with kind of Peter Laird's blessing, so... Aside from like vague story ideas from the late 80s, Peter Laird really isn't involved on this, despite his name kind of being attached to it. Yeah. So we have Kevin Eastman doing the stories, some of the art, some of the scripting. Uh, IDW scribe Tom Waltz, who did the first, I don't know, hundred something issues. Uh, who's a good writer and a guy that I like doing it with a number of artists, including um, Iso and Isaac, Escorza, uh, Ben Bishop, Kevin Eastman. And those were kind of our our main individuals involved with this. A few other odds and ends here yeah. and there. Uh, going for five issues. So the story takes place a number of years in the future. All of the turtles are dead except for one, and we don't know who it is. That's kind of the mystery. Who is the last Ronin? Which we find out like only two episodes in, or two two issues. <laughs> I think in. by the end of the first issue, we know. Mm, yeah, yeah. When April finds them. Yeah, uh, everyone's dead except for Michelangelo. By the way, uh, mostly spoilers. I don't think it will, we we can avoid spoiling the ending. Yes. I think the thing about it is like you kind of it plays with you a little bit. Like I thought initially it was Raphael. I was like, that seems like this is a very Raph thing to do. Yeah, he has a, a black bandana, kind of a hoodie. He has everyone's weapons, but they're all broken. Yeah. So no, but he's like going into like a it's almost like an escape from New York kind of New York City. There's sludge, it's bad, it's no there's no bridges in and out. So you know, we're getting to meet how violent he is, too. This is more violent than I've ever seen a Ninja Turtle. Like, there's an I don't give a fuck to this Ninja Turtle, to the last Ronin. Um, I'm going to run down 
some of my notes here. Okay. So, so this goes for five issues, and as I mentioned up top, this was originally supposed to be kind of the capper to the Mirage story, which, uh, to be fair, the Mirage story doesn't have a capper, kind of, sort of. There's a thing in one of the graphic novels, but it doesn't really have an ending, which is a bummer. Uh, one of the things that they kind of go into, uh, even very early on in the comics, is that in the future, the turtles all break up. Yes. And there's a lot of, uh, de- like, everyone kind of gets a story. Like, Leonardo gets a story where, he, he you know, he's kind of, like, floating about, has a floaty sword. Donatello's all sad. I, off the top of my head, I'm kind of blanking on what happened to everyone else. But whatever. They basically all broke up. They all had future stories. And this one kind of is the culmination of all of that. Also, there was, uh, even at the very end of the story, like, even back to the 80s, they were kind of talking about, like, the end of the world would be uh, global warming and flooding. God, I love being a turtle. Yeah. Yes, yeah, a very uh, happy ending. But this is kind of where I get hung up on this story. Well, I overall like it. That's kind of where I'm going to stop that sentence. I don't love it because it takes Mirage ideas and it doesn't, it decides to kind of be its own thing and kind of lean more into the IDW side of things, despite mostly having kind of the Mirage aesthetic. One of the things they have going on is, um, they have uh, Karai in there who's being like uh, cryogenically frozen. They have her being the Shredder's daughter. That wasn't a thing until uh, like 15 years after the series started. So there's like stuff like that. Casey's daughter is in here, like a biological daughter of like him and April, and they yeah. call her Casey Marie. When it's one of those things in the original series, like Casey runs into this woman and uh she, she dies but has a daughter so he has an adoptive daughter shadow and casey marie is so clearly meant to be shadow i'm like okay great and there's other weird stuff like uh we, we do have like i said a, a number of artists on here based on the timetable i don't love that about the story that we like i i get the idea of it also, this book was massively delayed, and I don't know whose fault that is. Like, yeah. from month to month, like, this five-issue story took, like, about two years to come out. Oh, wow. That's a long wait. There are a lot of delays in this. I but- will say, though, I I did like, in the flashback stuff, it was, like, the original com- like, the original style art. Yeah, so we had Kevin Eastman. Uh, he's using duo shade paper, which does uh, has not been produced in many, many years. Kevin still has a, I'm not sure how big his supply is, but he has a finite number of duo shade pages. Yeah. And the, uh, what that is, is um, basically it, you, you see it in an old style of comics. It, kind of, it creates a certain kind of shading. So what happens is uh, back in the old day, they would literally cut it into quarters just as a money saver. Mm-hmm. They go, we can't afford all this shit, so they'd cut it into quarters. And the way Duo Shade works is, you know, you can do your pencils and do your rings, but then you uh, wipe a chemical on, and it will have, um, like, diagonal lines going one way. And if you wipe a different chemical on, it will have diagonal lines going the other way, kind of creating this, like, very unique style of shading. And Kevin still has some of that, and you can see that he's using his supplies in there of yeah. doing that. But something that drives me nuts at least within this series, is using digital lettering on duo shade. Yeah, that doesn't it, work. It looks funky because it's, yeah. it's such a stark white against... That off-yellowish. Against the duo shade, like yeah. that black. Like, look, the yeah. black, yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm showing you a physical example of it. Digital lettering does not work with duo shade. No, it does not. It's so funky. It, it, there's such a weird contrast that I don't like. Uh, there's some references to the old stuff. Like I said, they have broken weapons. I like that Michelangelo um, knocks away a grenade that's very much like the first issue, and he throws Donatello's staff just like the first issue. And then uh, with the final villain fight, which, you know, who knows how that goes, but it's a big old mud fight like it is in Dark Knight Returns when uh, Batman's yeah. fighting the mutant leader. He's like, oh, this is an operating table, and I'm the surgeon. Like, it's that kind of fucking vibe. Yeah. I mean, I thought the last fight was interesting because it kind of almost mirrored um a scene earlier where he is where michelangelo is training casey a little bit about kind of the inner monologue of what goes through his mind when he's fighting it was interesting that they took and used michelangelo usually the most relaxed and like party and easygoing of the turtles to be the one that has this like switch flip to being dark and violent and i didn't like the eyes i didn't like the pure white eyes no those were unsettling like it's like his eyes got poked out yeah i didn't love that and April also had this Sarah O'Connor feel to her. Sarah O'Connor? Uh, or Sarah Connor. Ah, Sarah O'Connor. Oh, yes. Her. No, she definitely had a Sarah Connor feel to her, though. A bit, yeah. Yeah. 
So I think that was, you know, even though she had her, you know, some of her limbs blown off and you have the... Yeah, a couple of them. And the exposition of, like, why everyone's dead through her dream was kind of cool. Yeah, we do get to see how everyone dies. Most of them are, like... Blown up. Not great. Uh, Donatello's death uh, was very similar to Volume 2 when he goes to uh, Japan with Splinter. Yeah. I like how you're just saying yeah to stuff. Uh, Well, because I don't know any of that (laughs) part of it. But, no, there was a couple, like, really... Like panels that stuck out to me, like after the explosion, just Casey Jones's face mask hanging from a piece of debris. Yeah, but, he did. Yeah, he don't. He gone on. But I think it was an enjoyable story. It was definitely dark. It was, I mean, that's the tone that they were going for. So it's not like your traditional jovial Ninja Turtles at all. I, I just, I didn't appreciate the switch from the Mirage stuff to like leading to the IDW stuff. Like, it's good and I enjoyed it, but. I feel like I could have loved it, and it it turned for me personally. If other people, if it works for you, like whatever, that's great. But for me, it turned away from what I wanted. It, it gave me a lot, but it didn't. It felt it felt like intentional subtractions away from what I personally wanted. Do you feel like it did its job for you as a fan? Not for me. It it it's close. And I appreciate what they did, and you know, I know it's like the Dark Knight and whatever the fuck. But I wanted—I don't know—I want the thing I'm not going to get anymore. I wanted a Mirage story, and that's yeah. Is that I don't know. Is is it selfish of me as a fan? Maybe because that shit's just done, and yeah, you know, it, it's been a while, so maybe I should just accept it. But at the same time, it's like you showed me a thing and said. Well, it was this, but ah, we're just going to tweak it to go the other way. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that, ain't, that ain't for me. It's still good, and I still like it. It's just, I don't know. I want closure on a story that I'm never going to get closure on, so it, it just kind of it doesn't get there for me. Uh, okay. I thought it was an interesting question to ask. I mean, I've seen the beginning, and now I've seen the end. I don't know everything that happens in the middle, so I can't really say if it's satisfying or not. I think the five run, the five issue run, was a decently satisfying ending, all things considered. And I don't even mind the delays that happen because it's one of those things. I'm like, well, mm. it's going to come out eventually, and when it yeah. comes out, like it's just going to be there forever, and I can live with that. So, like, even though there were these massive delays, that honestly doesn't like upset me that much, especially for something like this, which isn't an ongoing; it's a limited. I'm like, all right, yeah. whatever. Get your ducks in a row. I don't know what your behind-the-scenes shit is, but get it together. But, yeah. Yeah, there it is. I think that did a pretty good job without spoiling a lot of I it. I think, yeah. There's there a lot of go. a lot left. It comes down to the final battle between two families. A lot of talk about family in this book, too. But Oh, with, I guess without spoiling it, um, what did you think about like the end-to-end? I liked it. It was a nice little epilogue. Yeah, I, I can run with it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe not the epilogue. I didn't actually really like the epilogue, but I liked the before the epilogue. Oh, before the epilogue, yes. No, but the end end. I didn't really like the epilogue epilogue that they literally call an epilogue, but Yeah, no, no. The thing right before that. Yeah, like, right right after right after the moment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I I I could roll with that. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. It seemed to be a bit about farts, but you know, I'm cool yeah, with that too. But New York City it smells like it. Is that what New York smells like? I don't know. I haven't smelled New York in a long time, so I couldn't tell you. I think it's just mostly food trucks. Yeah, good for New York. Depends on what part of New York you're in, I suppose. (laughs) All right, there we go. We're going to move on from there to letters to the editors. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God, this is always death. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. San Diego Comic-Con predictions. Oh, okay. Uh, I could have worded that question better. I think we're going to get... Hey, if you want to ask us your own questions, you can. Editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. This week's question, what are your predictions for the San Diego Comic-Con? I think we'll get some more Marvel phase whatever we're in announcements. I think we'll get a couple of maybe a little teaserish trailers. I think we might get a look at a Flash trailer, perhaps. Maybe. Oh, 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 am I on to something? Oh, no, just the Ezra Miller. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like that will maybe be a quieter yeah, that, thing. That could be a much quieter they, thing. They might be like, look, it's Black Adam. Look at Shazam. Yeah. Look, it's Aquaman. And there's another yeah. one. So you'll have those. Uh, oh, I bet we'll get like maybe even Batgirl. I, Batgirl, I, Mandalorian I, season I, three trailer. On the Marvel end of things, I think we're going to get only stuff that we know about. 
Because they're still going to do D23, and I bet D23 will be about announcing, like... Yeah, more Marvel-centric stuff. What, what is the rest of... So you're not sharing the stage with everybody else. Five. I yeah. bet we're going to get uh, She-Hulk stuff. I bet we're going to get our first look at Black Panther. Here is... Um, here's my wild card pick. Okay. Indy. Ooh, I like that. I wouldn't be surprised. That's that's my wild card. I like it. Not even like anything big. Like I even remember like when Crystal Skull came out, it was just like the teaser was just like there's a hat that got blown down and he's yeah. picking it up and like he's putting it on in a silhouette and that was like it. Yes. I wouldn't be surprised if we got something similar to that for Indiana Jones. I'm all for it. Give me I love Indiana Jones. But I think definitely Black Panther teaser, because that's our next movie. Yeah. She Hulk probably. What's the next TV show? She-Hulk. Yeah, so she got She-Hulk trailer. Maybe Secret Wars, or not Secret Wars, Secret Invasion. Start teasing that whole storyline out. Yeah. I could see I, it. I bet we get those three at least. So I would guess She-Hulk, Secret Invasion, Black Panther, maybe Andor, I don't know. But I feel like Indiana Jones is my flyer. Yeah, I dig it. I like it. It's a good answer. Yeah, for DC, I would bet um, anything that isn't The Flash Mm, probably uh, yeah probably they might sit on that and kind of sneak it in somewhere because <laughs> um what it's been like two weeks since ezra miller committed a crime we should throw a parade that's a long time for him <laughs> that that we know of yes i don't know i, I would bet they would probably anything but that yeah i trying to think like who else is coming with other stuff can't really think maybe, of anything. maybe more avatar yeah maybe a new avatar trailer i could see that guardians of the galaxy might be a little something there. Oh, you know what? I bet there is, because I, I saw uh, James going to put up a tweet earlier today of like a raccoon on a scooter. So yeah, I bet we're going to yeah. do something for like the holiday special or I Am Groot. Yeah, that's probably likely. Yeah. I don't know. That's a lot of stuff for Marvel. I don't know if they're going to have that big of a panel, so yeah. probably overcompensating for that one there. All right. I'm going to stick by my... I think there might be some sort of Flash thing, but it won't be with Ezra Miller. It'll be like other Flashy things. Oh, yeah. Let's just uh, promote this movie without the star. Yes. I guess we could just have Michael Keaton stand there being like, hey, guess what? I'm back, bitches. Yeah. I've been here since 92. That'd be funny if he just shows up. He's like, oh, there's also that. I you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Mentioned that rumor at the top of the show that Henry Cavill will be there to promote yeah. uh, a potential new Superman thing. Okay. That's That still purely exists under the world of rumor. I, I'm Rumor not, and conjecture. I am not willing to say that that is definitely a thing. I am definitely willing to say that that's a rumor. It's a good rumor. I like it. All right. That's the show. All right. If you enjoyed the show, go to patreon.com slash editors note comics. A dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it. Plus, you get access to cool stuff behind the paywall. So uh, slide oh, on over there. Maybe. Maybe some oh. new stuff coming up. Oh, shit. So get on that Patreon now so you're there when it's time. And in the real, please rate, review, subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. We love your feedback. You can contact us, editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. Send your questions, comments, problems, accolades, all that. Email us there. Plus, you can find Zach on the social media on Twitter at editorsnotecomics. Yeah, uh, watch me um, devolve as the last few weeks of Better Call Saul come out. Yes, okay. You can, we'll you can anticipate at least one tweet a week. All right, there you go. I don't tweet a ton. No, uh, you don't. Eh, whatever. That's neither here nor there. It's just yeah. a personal choice. Yeah. All right. And you're there too. At Junior Rich. Indeed you are. Next week we are back. Hey, I know what we're doing. It's an easy choice. Comic Con? Well, that's going to be most of it. Oh, okay. Also, The Gray Man. Oh, The Gray Man. That Netflix movie directed by the Russo brothers. Oh, that looks so good. Starring Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling. Can't that, wait. Well, that's out on Fridays. Gonna... So we are, uh, that's what we're doing next week. We're doing The Gray Man. Gonna cool myself up for that great so glad you put on those sunglasses 24 karat gold says 24 karat gold on the rim okay great just saying oh i won't be here the first week of august i'm gonna be at a work conference on that tuesday so we have to record early great that's not i would let you know (laughs) cool so next week the gray man let's go comic-con see you